The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Discover your geeky haven with Twink.com. We've been delivering you the best products and all things pop culture for more than 20 years. Enjoy a wide selection of officially licensed merch from your favorite fandoms. We carry top brands from Disney, Funko, Marvel, and DC, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and much, much more. We also offer an array of exclusives that you won't find anywhere else. With all these collectible goods, you're definitely going to need a bigger boat. Dive in with code WINGEEKS15 to save 15% off your first order at toy.com. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. Um, hey, guys. Oh, actually, before we get there, uh, check out the homepage, WookieRadio.net. Uh, right-hand side, support our affiliates like um, BiddyBoomers.com, which I just got a new Biddy Boomer from them, guys. Uh, use code WeBeGeeks, all one word, for 15% off your purchase. They now have a Darth Vader with removable helmet. Cool. Which is really cool. Um, with them, I have gone down a Darth Vader rabbit hole because I have sitting in my Amazon wish list the other two Vaders that I'm missing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, to check out toink.com, as you heard in the uh, pre-roll, use code WINGEEKS15, 15% off your purchase. Free shipping in the continental U.S. And since it's been a couple weeks, I don't remember who. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start us back up, or I'm going to restart the cycle again uh, with our Toink Pick of the Week. And my Toink Pick of the Week is, if I could get, this, get it to reload. Good choice. Yes, good choice. Um, only because I think this looks cute. I'm going with the Geeky Tiki Star Wars Gonk Power Droid Ceramic Bug. that holds 24 ounces. Mm-hmm. That is the Wookiee Radio Toink Pick of the Week. That one would be cool for like a little desk planter also. It would. Or pencil box. Or yeah. uh, you guys know we've been working on trying to get uh, J7 working. So we have him similar to Thursday over on Mighty Marvel Geeks. Well, I've got someone on the line with us who, who possibly can help. And he's part of the reason why I chose the Gonk Power Droid ceramic mug from Geeky Tiki's. We have, uh, he runs the Etsy store Corner in Coruscant. Uh, we have Mario, who is the infamous online Droid Depot droid technician. How you doing, Mario? Good. I'm good. Um, the full store name is actually that Corner in Coruscant, but Etsy does not fit the whole entire four words. I stand corrected. I 
thought it was mm-hmm. that corner in the course. Yeah. So I will rephrase. I, I, I like the idea of like, yeah, where'd you get that Greebly from? Oh, from that corner in Coruscant. Yep. So tell us a little bit about your SE store. Uh, we've had other uh, SE Star Wars creators on the show. Uh, we've had Hondo and uh, from Hondo Supply. We've had Drew from Imperial Tech Shop. We've had Chris from Rocky Mountain 3D Printing. Um, and, I mean, there's some great stuff out there. I mean, you do some great stuff as well, Greeblies, whatnot, um, which is a lot of your focus, I know, uh, whereas some of the others, um, like Chris does a lot of stuff tie into uh, the legacy sabers for displays and, and kyber crystal crates. Uh, Hondo does a lot with IDs. Um, Imperial Tech Shop does IDs and, and uh, data pad type maps. Um, how did you come up with the idea for your shop and some of the products that you do? So did everybody pick up a new hobby during the pandemic? <laughs> That's pretty much <laughs> what happened. <laughs> um like 2021 like sometime around october that's when disneyland started opening again and then um i wanted to i started finding out about uh, the movies droid builders club group on facebook and then i've always wanted a custom droid so um i finally ended up just painting my droid customizing it and then i started finding out about this is basically what i'm explaining to you is all snowballing okay yeah, so definitely. after my droid, it becomes, and then I see those droid escape pods, and I'm like, oh my god, these are so cool! I want to make one, and it just continued on. And I'm, I've, I've had 3D printers from D&D miniatures, um, and and just for things in general, and I started designing little things um, for my droid escape pod to cover the holes that I didn't like. Uh, so I, and then I picked up 3D designing, like using Tinkercad, basically self-taught everything. And then I started finding out about the Bat, Batu bounding group, the Black Spire Outpost bounding group. Uh, and then there's more, you know, the cosplayers, everything, just rabbit hole, big giant rabbit hole. Uh, and then I started designing things for myself and then people were starting asking like, where'd you get that? And I'm like, maybe this could be a thing because... All the investment that I made for my 3D printers, one, I didn't have the ability to design anything myself before. Uh, now I do, at least to a certain level. And I started making stuff to sell. And then my investment, they're all basically just paid for because of I start selling these things little bit by little bit. I didn't have an Etsy before. Uh, it was just through PayPal, you know, private seller. I just post it up and it'd be like, if someone's interested, I'm dropping this amount. You can select which ones and then we'll go through PayPal and PayPal and then everything through private messages. And I was like, this is getting a little too hectic because I got to keep up with, you know, if 20 people ordered, I have to know who ordered what. And there's no system behind it. Right. I didn't write it down. So I'm like, hmm, maybe I can do Etsy. And my background, I, I went to school for graphic design, so I also need another, you know, creative release over on that part. So I started designing stickers because that was originally what the Etsy store's idea was. Like, I just want to make stickers, sell them, because you know, when you order stickers online, um, you get like a hundred, two hundred, three hundred, all at once. So my idea was, okay, I can probably ship out, you know, one to ten packages a day. Doesn't matter. And it's just stickers. I can put them in envelopes. And then I started seeing more and more of the bounding group and people start looking for more Greeblies. And I, you know, as my skills doing 3D design developed, 
I started designing more things. But the whole main idea, how Etsy started, just, you know, the TLDR version of it is because I want whatever that I make is something that I want to wear myself. And I do like sharing it. I mean, yeah, the money is a plus, but um, anything that I, I, I like, I find interesting, I try to make it and see if I can replicate it or, you know, design something new out of it. And then I put it on my Etsy and I do um, Sunday drops, uh, if new item restocks and, you know, post it up on usually on Facebook groups and slowly building up my social media presence as well so that people can see what I do. Um, But the main idea is I I need a creative release. That's why Etsy happened. Kind of sort of how podcasts happen. Uh, I'm an audio engineer at Walt Disney World, and my original co-host and I wanted an outlet to, uh, for Weeby Geeks, wanted an outlet to discuss this and finally you know, do something outside of what we do with Disney. Uh, and then over time, uh, Derek joined on, and then uh, we had Ken and his, his podcast on Weeby Geeks, and that led to Wookiee Radio. And it's the same thing. You know, I'm recording everything on my end. As I'm looking at audio gear, I'm like, hey, this is the same type of thing. Uh, it's a comfort zone for me. Mm-hmm. So um, I think when we first met on Facebook, I, w- I had just started over at the Star Cruiser uh, opening team. And I was looking at stuff out through, I think it was Star Wars Room Builders. Okay. Yeah. 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 Post when, there too. when um, people were starting to post things up for watches, whatnot, I'm like, hey, I've got some, I've got a few things. And then I'm, I changed some of them to reflect Starline. Uh, I put in this CSL logo on it. And uh, you, I think you had one or two watch faces. I'm like, do you want yeah, to do a I swap? Some Rebel ones, yeah. But I found those online. I'm like, do you want to swap? <laughs> we ended yeah. up doing a share. <laughs> and, then, and then I found that Facer app, um, which. I am. I have stuck with that app in the one Star Wars design that someone did on it. Uh, I don't know if you'll be able to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I had that for the longest time, and, and I've kept. I've kept that because that fits what what I want to do. Uh, I'm looking at now buying uh, or, or doing the the purchase part of it, right? So I can um, change that middle piece to something different. Yeah, that, there's a widget for it that you have to buy. I think for like. Five two bucks. to five bucks somewhere yeah. like that yeah now, I, I want to be able to change that widget out every now and then. It, it, it's just the center graphic yeah I, I just want to be able to change that out every now and then but the rest of it fits my vibe so um i will definitely say uh guys i'm gonna drop a link to this store in our chat i'm looking at it right now already eric if you haven't i have a water bottle that i use for work it's a, a zach water bottle at all water bottle you have some stickers that i am seriously looking at getting to decorate it with i got i got two new ones today or yesterday uh will they hold up through a dishwasher yeah it, I, awesome. i've been washed i mean i had washed most of my stuff like in an asian household a dishwasher is basically your drying rack <laughs> um so uh, I, I've used one on mine for like as long as I've had stickers on them uh, since I started the Etsy and none of it. They're, they're pretty waterproof as long as, awesome. you know, it doesn't get like as long as you stick it correctly. So there's no holes on the sides right, right. and they're fine. And these are the two new ones that just came in. Okay, the first aid medical. Yeah. And okay, my Arabic is horrible at the moment. I'm the one with the force and the force is with me. Ah, OK. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to like. Instead, also just the Greeblies, I'm also trying to get, you know, my, my stickers going slowly, build up. I have, I think, 20, with those two, 26 variations of stickers so far. 
Yeah, I'm looking at uh, like some of the ones I'm looking at is warning this water is not safe. Yeah, that's that's the one that the warning uh, sign that you can find underneath the Dianoga tanks. Yep. Uh, the Bounty Hunters Guild sticker I'm looking at. Um, I don't even though I I have built a droid. I love droids. It's one of the big things I collect are astronauts or or the droids because I I have everything that's come out this year. Mandalorian four pack, the Obi Wan four pack, the five pack droids from front of shop. Uh, Derek's got one up on me. He's got one of the, uh, the crates, mystery crates. Mm. Which I need to go. Crate, I want. Yeah. I want to go get those. Um, the of uh, an astromech. I, I just ordered today um, the Christmas astromech. Oh, okay. Off shop Disney. Um, oh, I saw that. Yeah, I that looks cool. Want the other thing I really want. I want that astromech advent calendar. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that looks so nice. Uh, I like how it's, you know, the, the sand crawler is yeah, shaped. Yeah, uh, it's going to be three, three R-series, a B-series, a C-series, and a gonk. The gonk is green with, like, red on it to look like ribbon. They're like the, <laughs> almost like that Lego minifig that they did in the Lego mini uh, advent calendar. Where it looks like the Christmas present. That's what this gonk's like. Yes, I'm sold. <laughs> I, I want this. I would, like a lot of people, I was afraid it was going to be um, just a, a repackaging of the previous Christmas ones. I'm so glad it's not. They're all originals. And they just updated on Shop Disney uh, some pictures of the parts and a couple of the completed droids. But I don't know if because of my love for the droids, if I qualify for the droid technician sticker. Why? Why not? Right. Mm-hmm. I, it may have me sold. If I do that, I'm going to have to get the Guild, Guild sticker too. <laughs> It's just, I, I, if I'm going to do this bot, I'm going to do it right. Now, like, okay, now I like the power cell sticker. Yeah, yeah like visible liquid one. Yeah. I, I try to, you know, not that I'm trying to, when I'm outside, like in daily life, I try to wear it because I want to wear it, not because I'm trying to promote my shop. It's like, like okay, RMS stuff is pretty cool on your water bottle. And then people will see it and it's like, oh, where'd you get that? And actually, I made it myself. So... Yeah, there, there's, a, there's a few stickers on here. I just, I don't know. I may, just because it's a water bottle, I, I think definitely the water is not safe. I think that maybe a couple danger, the danger stickers. I have, I have one that says uh, combustible liquid. I'm thinking that one. And I'm thinking maybe the danger harmful material. Unless you say that, unless you think that's too big for, for a bottle. I, think. I, I used to um, create, I don't know if you can see it on my listings. I used to actually make custom water bottles that look, um, in the universe, I I do remember those. Mm. Yeah, it's um I haven't done it in a while because one it takes oh, it takes like, forever. Yeah. It, it takes some time because each layer of paint I gotta wait until it's dry, and and um it was I I don't have as much time as I did like maybe six months ago, so I don't offer them anymore. Um, I right. mean I still have some empty bottles, but it's just. It's one of those things where I'm like, hmm, I think somebody could use this in the park, like if they want to, you know, because right. every time that I go, my water bottle is either too plain, doesn't look in the universe, or it has Mickey on it. I will have to shoot you a picture mm-hmm. of the um, still tumbler my family had made up for me uh, with our show lo- show logos and the Smugglers 3 Intrepid Trio logos. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a custom tumbler made up for me for Christmas one year. Cool. I, I will shoot you pictures of that uh, later tonight. But, um, guys, before we get any further... Think we're gonna 
before uh, yes, I did. Before we start that, I just wanted to say that I love those uh, the lace locks that you have. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Sarah J. Mack told me that just I need to promote that more because a lot of people don't get to see it. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. They're really else. cool. I don't. I don't know what else you can say to it. <laughs> Mm, like, yeah. You put your allegiance on your shoes. That's about it. <laughs> well, the other ones I could see you doing or adding in are the uh, Scoundrel logo. Yeah, I, I mean, I haven't developed more of it because so the lace locks and the stickers were the first ones that I did. Um, and then as I move along, uh, I keep adding, you know, some somebody requests, oh, what about High Republic stuff? Or oh, what about Scoundrel uh-huh. stuff? Yeah, it, it just like eventually I get to it, but the demand for the other stuff is a lot more. And the way that my brain thinks that every time that I see something new, I'm like, oh, like right now, Andor's Greeblies. Like I'm trying to design as much as possible. Right. Uh, That's like I was looking at this and wondering, it's like, where's the love for the um, prequel trilogy? Separatist logo. Um, I I do have the um, I have the Galactic, I have the Galactic Republic uh set up as well. For pins, I actually already have them printed. It's just I haven't had time to paint it. I just sent you uh, through chat a logo. Uh, if you've seen anything about the gameplay, Star Cruiser, yeah, um, they have a logo that they use for the um, smuggler tracks, which okay. is different than the scoundrel logo from in the park. Wait, and is I it just in the chat? it's in the chat. It probably hasn't uploaded. Yeah, yet. it hasn't finished yet. There we go. Oh, there we go. Um, oh, it's all dark. Let me save it because it's a PNG, right? It's a PNG. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder where does that go to? But that, I mean, if you if you went searching for stuff about the Star Cruiser, you're going to see this logo. So it, it's not anything. It's not hit. It's out there in the bubble. I was going to send you the Gaia, but you have Gaia already. Oh, that's cool. Okay, yeah, I could te- definitely use that. And then once I made some, I'll, I can send it to you guys. Very cool. I mean, I love the Scoundrel logo as well, but, you know, if they're going to have that for Smuggler, I would love to start, I would love for Disney to start getting that out there for Smugglers. I think I kind of almost like that better than Scoundrel. So that's that's for the, uh, the play app, like the Credit Splicer, the Saja. The, I don't think it's any of the rewards for that. Okay. It's used. I just remember when I saw, if you, if you, I think if you search Gal- uh, Galactic Star Cruiser gameplay. Okay. There was pictures from a couple conventions where they have you know, the Resistance logo, the First Order logo. Um, crime, I think they call it Gaia Crime Syndicate. There's a, this one is the Gaia crew. Correct. I was going to send you that, but I, I, I remembered you already had yeah. that. Um, but they had this one listed as the smuggler track for the smuggler track. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I could, I downloaded it. I found it. I, I downloaded it. And I'm like, it's great. I, I really like this. I kind of like this better for our purposes than the scoundrel logo, even though scoundrel smuggler, the same thing. Well, now they've got that bounty hunter guild, mm-hmm. um, here and they're about ready to start that in California. Right. There. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be the same logo. It is. Yeah. They're, they already painted it all over the park. Um, and that's almost, you know, with that almost becoming the official, like, even though it's the local guild, it's almost being absorbed as the official logo for bounty guilds, bounty mm-hmm. hunter guilds, uh, universe wide. 
Like, okay, then let's get the Smuggler logo same way. Because obviously Lucasfilm had a hand in designing that. Right. It wouldn't have been used. So let's, let's get it used more. But reason for the music, we do a game here called Smuggler's Feud. It's based on Star Wars Family Feud, or based on Family Feud, it's the Star Wars edition. And instead of one side doing three strikes and the other side stealing, we go back and forth. Okay. Each side gets a chance to answer, either get the answer right or wrong. Wrong is a strike. First side to three strikes loses, unless in that round both sides get a strike or get their final strike, then whoever scored the highest answer wins the wins the tiebreaker. So I've got three cards. Mario, choose one, two, three. Three. Oh, okay. This would be a good one. Seven answers on the board. What would be a good occupation for Chewbacca on Earth? Mario, you go first. Mm, a zookeeper. Mm. Damn it. ready. How about a mechanic? Mm, number three. Back to you. Did you turn Mario? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, my <laughs> fault. I realized I didn't speak loud enough. Um, what happens when you have foot surgery? A bouncer. Number I like that. one. Number one. Number one. Mm. Radio. Hey, Derek. Would bodyguard fall under the same thing as bouncer? Or no. I say bodyguard. What do you think, Ken? Sounds good to me. Bodyguard. Number seven. Hey, it's back to my turn again. Yes. Yep. Um, a basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> Would y'all consider a basketball player a performer? I mean, would an athlete be a performer, as we ask our resident wrestler? I don't know, but it's close enough. Performer. I don't see why it wouldn't be, because you're, you're, you're doing your job in front of people. That makes you, you're, you're performing. I guess. He's like, what, eight foot? <laughs> uh, if I remember right, Peter Mayhew was 7273, making Chewy 7273. Yeah. Back to Wookie Radio. We have... Answered so far. Number one, bouncer. Number three, cannon. Number four, former. Seven, bodyguard. Probably not there. I was thinking like a survival guide or something like a wilderness guide, maybe. What do you think, Derek? Sure, why not? It's going to be a strike. Mm. Yep. <laughs> Back to Mario. Mm. So it was already bodyguard, performer. Uh, what about... This is just for the funsies. Professional cuddler. <laughs> and if it hadn't already been said, I would have added that to performer. Ah, uh, okay. Just me personally, I would have made a judge's role and called that a performer. Because when you see Chewie in the, at Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. you're able to get that hug from him. That's a great performance. It feels so good. Back to Wookiee Radio. How many answers are left? Three. I mean, he is a pilot. Yeah. That's all I pilot. Get. So you're saying pilot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. I, I will say for when all pilot was close to another answer, but not close enough to stewardess. <laughs> do it. Co-pilot? <laughs> <laughs> um I wanted to see Earthwater. Could be a occupation on Earth. Race car navigator? Mario still has a chance of winning. Wookie Radio strikes out here as well. Wookie Radio get the steal. You're on blank today. I know, me too. I had one idea, but it probably falls under performer, so. Or is it a joke? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Walking part. <laughs> similar. Hmm. Yeah, sure does. Hmm. I think what he's known for that would translate into something here. Oh, no. Sorry. Overthought. You know this game better. True. But I still got nothing. <laughs> I don't know, like a hunter or something, maybe? No. I don't answer, guys. We'll go with it. Sure. Hunter. Hunter. Mm. 
Mario grabs the win. What? Number one answer. Because bouncer. Number six. Taxi driver. Taxi driver. (laughs) Number (laughs) number five. Tradesman. And kind of general. And number two, security guard. Oh, yep. The other thing I thought of was uh, Sasquatch, but that probably falls under performer. Yeah. <laughs> when you said I was close to walking carpet, I was thinking bear rug. <laughs> that too. So um, before we do a little and or recap, there, uh, mm. why don't you do a little vacay recap? Because, oh, boy. Well, let's don't talk about the first half of the week. No, but we could talk about we could talk about dinner that we had Monday, and then we talk about Friday. Yes, we had a lovely. We're day. not going to talk about how Mike tried to kill Derek. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. So the previous week, not last week, but the previous week, I took a trip. My wife and I took a trip down to Orlando, Florida, where we finally got to meet Mike for the first time since, oh, what was it, like 2015 we started podcasting. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was fun. We went out to Disney Springs on Monday and uh, had some fun there. And ate at the, uh, we, my wife and I had plans. Hmm? I say we ate at a hangar bar, Jock Lindsay's hangar bar. Yes, which is really cool. Um, and we had plans on Wednesday to go to Epcot. And Thursday, we had plans to go to Hollywood Studios so I could finally see Galaxy's Edge. At least, that was the plans my wife and I had because uh, the universe had plans to send us a hurricane, Hurricane Ian, uh, Wednesday and Thursday, which was so bad, they actually closed down all of the parks, all of them, putting putting my trip to the galaxy's edge in jeopardy. Uh, so we spent two days stuck in our hotel with a bunch of screaming kids and unhappy people. <laughs> it was fun. And, uh, we were supposed to come back Friday, but our flight got pushed back to Saturday. So we were going to, my wife was trying to see if we could, what we could do about the two days that we missed, which we ended up getting credits for, which is good. So we now have like an open-ended credit for parks and we were going to try to go Friday, but they said they were all booked up so we couldn't get tickets for Friday. So I was getting pretty sick. I was going to miss out on the one thing I wanted to see, which was the Galaxy's Edge. But then along comes my hero, Mike, to save the day. Uh, are we allowed to say what happened with the tickets there? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So Mike had a couple of free guest passes and uh, that my oh. wife and I could use, which was cool, which is great. But what was also cool is... Uh, because of the hurricane and everything, his family had the day off, so they joined us, which actually made it even more fun. See, one, one of the perks of being a cast member is we get, um, well, until you hit 15 years with the company, you could go, you could take guests into the parks up to uh, 16 times a year. Once you hit, once you hit 15 years, you're only restricted to blackout days. So if I want, I was on vacation, I wanted to go every day of the week. I could go every day of the week unless the day is blacked out. Uh, So when y'all got back from Universal that Tuesday night and they were already announcing park closures, I managed to book tickets. And I said, you know, Zoe and I were going to go with you no matter what. It was whether Melissa was able to get off work or not, which her work was closed because no power to the, to the office. So it ended up being all of us going. But I think one of the best parts of it was I managed to even get reservations for Oga's Cantina. 
Yeah, that was fun. So, um, <laughs> Mario has been at both. You're you're Twin Spires. Yes, club. I am officially Twin. So finally, finally, it's been a while. And That's a my- friend of mine, actually, that I haven't seen in 20 years, works in Ogas. Oh, really? Yeah, she was a college friend back when I was. We were in Texas. East or west? East. Okay. Well, hopefully one day I, our family will be a member of the Twin Spires Club as well. Because one, that's a cool looking patch for those who have done it. Two, until Paris opens theirs and then it's the Tri Spires. Well, I mean, they announced that they're scrapping that plan. So yeah, really? Huh. Yeah, I think they were. I, I was, I was kind of because during the time that I knew about it, um, it was when I already had plans to go to East. So I, I was glad that they kind of scrapped it because I didn't have to go to the Paris one. Right. <laughs> well, Paris was going to be even – Paris was not supposed to have Smuggler's Run at all. There was no Falcon. <laughs> I'm like, well, what's the whole purpose of Black Spire Outpost if you're not going to see the Falcon? Yeah, because that, that's one that, like, that's, even, even before Rise really. was open, the main attraction was the Falcon. Like you walk in, yep. there's that – there's that bridge that kind of covers the view, and then you as soon as you get closer, you see the Falcon. You're like, wow. Mm, uh, it was pretty impressive. When, when when I described it on the show of me, I started to tear up. I I got very emotional, and I was like, it's real, it's real. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if these two laughed at me or thought I was crazy, but Derek, what was it kind of justified when when you saw the Falcon for the first time? Yeah, I would say so. I was just. <laughs> I, I actually, uh, I apologize. I almost made us late for uh, <laughs> uh, Oga's can- might answer your question. Uh, the uh, reservation. Stop, stop, stop. Hold on, sorry. <laughs> My echo got answered. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't talking to you. Um, Alexa, I almost made us late because I was just, I was just walking around the Falcon, taking pictures of every single angle I could get. <laughs> So much so that I actually looked into the the smugglers run line without even realizing it. Nancy, <laughs> then my wife called me. And she's like, "Where are you?" Nancy made the comment that she threatened to get you a harness with a leash on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can add I, I can add some greeblies to that at least to make it in universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, you, you, so she she called me and said, "Where are you?" And I said, "I'm behind the Falcon." And she said, "Where?" <laughs> I was waiting for the next question to be, "What's the Falcon?" No, luckily she knows that much. But I laughed earlier when you mentioned Ogus Cantina because we were looking at the menu, and my wife said, <laughs> "I want to order the Beespin Fizz. That looks pretty good." Me and Mike started laughing. And she's like, what? What's so funny? We're like, it's Bespin Fizz. And then what was even funnier is Melissa, who who's at the same Star Wars level as, as Nancy. Uh, knows a little bit, but you know, right. I, I just pointed to the menu. I said, yeah, you should have heard how Nancy announced this drink. And Melissa goes, what, Bespin? <laughs> she just made it even funnier that Nancy's the only one who started, <laughs> called it Bespin. <laughs> I want the B-Spin Fizz. They're like, what? But no, we had uh, we had a we had a really good bartender. I I must say yeah, that yeah. the the bartenders over at East is definitely they're definitely a lot better than Wes. Really? Oh really? They're a lot rowdier. You come in, you they make you feel like it is a bar. It's loud. You have to scream over at East. And the West, I've been there at like three, four times already. 
it's usually quiet. Um, I mean, not quiet, but it's quiet for a bar. Right, right. And, and you know, they don't do all the clanging, no the banging. Um, it's it's, it's a lot like quiet. I may be disappointed if I go into Olga's for the first time there. I mean, if you want to make sure that you uh, rile yeah, them up. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. If, if you want to trigger them to do something, just bring a lightsaber and light it. Yeah. <laughs> well, we we brought some we brought some credits that uh, Melissa's uncle had made for us on on his 3D printer, uh-huh. and Zoe got a hold of them, started handing them out to the other people at the table with yeah. us, the other parties, and then um, you now she was handing them to the bartender, and I gave a little more to the bartender. Yeah, we had a great time, and uh, and and overall, I think the cast members over at uh, Walt Disney World is more interactive. They're more helpful. Um, versus the Disneyland one. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. You know, it, this is more generalization because I have friends that are cast members at Disneyland. Right. And I don't want to offend them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think the Walt Disney World cast members have more, like, put a lot more effort. Every single one of them that I spoke to or asked for help, they would go above and beyond. Because I've, I've had, I made some um, Corner of Coruscant uh coins oh. to give out for cast members who are mm-hmm. goes above and beyond i brought right. uh, 30 i ended up coming back with like 13 wow. wow like every single one of them like deserved it it, it was great like especially the photo cast members like if you ask them i mean i don't know if i should spoil it but oh, go ahead. Uh, like if you ask them like hey can you take a picture with our phone instead of um, their cameras. They'll take your. They'll take your phone and they take a selfie with you. Yeah, so, <laughs> no some will. Some will. Yeah. Uh, like the we, Disneyland ones don't. We usually uh, we'll get pictures on the photo pass, and if it's something that we really, because uh, as a cast member, I don't get free photos. Mm. You know, we we got to pay for the photos. Um, thankfully, one of our friends, their annual pass holder, and they have paid for the photo option. Right. So we'll do the pictures, and since our our accounts are linked to each other through the friends link, they're able to see the pictures and they're able to download them for us. But if it's something that we want right away, we also ask the photographer, if the photo pass photographer, they could use our phone and take a picture with our phone as well. And here they've always, they always oblige. The only time it was an issue where they couldn't was when we came back from COVID. We had the policy, any cast member, wasn't whether it was photo pass, merchandise, whoever, if someone came up to you, hey, sorry, I cannot touch your personal device. Yeah, uh, I think in Disneyland, it was yeah, until, Disneyland was up until like maybe April or May. They, they couldn't touch uh, any uh, guests' personal belongings. Yeah, so it, 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 was a, it was a safety service. Yeah, and I think also uh, yeah. the demographics of the cast members over at Disney World, because of the college program, is a lot younger than Disneyland. Yeah. Not not old, not everyone you see ha- will have been there almost twenty five years. Yeah, but I mean, Disneyland <laughs> like, is more like the the park for the locals. Like you, it see is, the it is, people. it is, it right? Is, yeah, Disneyland is the, Disneyland is the annual pass holders park. It's the locals yeah. park. Florida, Which, ironically, that I don't have Florida, <laughs> an annual pass. Florida, <laughs> Florida is the is the world park. Yeah. So uh, we always joke here: the country goes to the to the land, the world comes, or the country goes to California, the world comes to Florida. Not the way it is. <laughs> so, but, uh, now I, I definitely have seen a lot, almost 25 years I've become, uh, and, and, and I, I've heard stories like yours where there is a difference between the two sides. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm not saying the service is any less, um, it's still a Disney standard. Like, you, oh, still, right. like, yeah. Yeah, you still get the white glove treatment, but like, Disney World just goes above and beyond. Like, because even my wife was 
she's not easily impressed and she's not big into star wars um <laughs> and she was just like oh wow they actually do this here like she started noticing all the little differences from both parks so so i'm gonna ask uh and i i could safely sorry ken i keep leaving you out of this conversation no you're fine i'm i'm learning <laughs> Um, but I, I think this is a good question that I, I don't think we're going to get to Andor at all because I, I kind of like this discussion a little bit better. Um, <laughs> I'm cool. With, I'm fine with that. Yeah. We'll do, next week is going to be Andor from wall to wall. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we could do that. So Derek, we'll have the first half of the season. I'll have to refresh. So Derek, oh, you, right. yeah. you, you did Galaxy's Edge and mm-hmm. you did Wizarding World, Harry Potter here in Florida. Mm-hmm. Mario, have you done Wizarding World in California? Yes. Okay. Um, I, the time that they, the first year that they opened up, we had a California pass, which okay. is not technically an annual pass because it's only nine months. Right. So, and then I'm just gonna, you've done Galaxy's Edge in California. Of course you have. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, the immersion that you get between Galaxy's Edge and Wizarding World. I want to start with California. Where's the better immersion? For Wizarding World. world Hollywood. Hollywood versus over. Gal- Galaxy's Edge West. Uh, hands down is definitely Galaxy's Edge. Okay. Because yeah. uh, this is actually our most recent trip to um, Universal not too long ago. Um we went over there because we like going to uh, to eat lunch over at the Three Broomstick because hands down that yep. is Great place. the best the best food for Universal. Yeah, uh, we're waiting in line and then the guy noticed because I brought my um, the in universe uh, Star Wars water bottle that I made and it has some Arabesh in it and the guy says you know start talking he's like oh yeah I know how to read Arabesh blah blah and we start talking I mean there's no they don't attempt to do British accent or anything. Right. And then um, mm. after we finished, so I, that interaction was already kind of like, huh? Like for me, it was not too um, immersive for me. And then once I was going out to go to the restroom, I asked one guy and, you know, he was dressed up as one of the attendant of Hogsmeade or, or you know, right. like he was dressed up. And I think he was part of the uh, custodian crew or something. Uh, and then I was like, excuse me. Can I, uh, right after I say, excuse me, instead of, you know, say something uh, immersive or at least, you know, reply in a better term, he just turned around and say, suck. <laughs> wow, I, I don't recall anybody in Harry Potter doing that. <laughs> uh, that that'd be the lower south side of London. He just go turn around, suck. I'm yeah, like, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, and then the most recent one that I, I, I didn't personally experience it, but it was um, a video on, on TikTok that I saw. Uh, it was because of Hollywood Horror Night. Um, they have uh, Voldemort walking around. Yeah, yeah. And then the, I was costume, surprised. the costume, the neck part, because the oh. robe was not weight, right? And it was, like, as soon as he bends his head, that thing pops off open. So you can yeah, tell it's it was a horrible. It was horrible. I was like, mm. and then like I, I have a couple of um, Disney adults friends, and I use that term endearly, like not as an insult. Um, they go to Disney like every weekend, and then I told them this is why I go to Disney, not Universal more. Like this is my money. This is why my money goes to Disney. So, Darren, your experience between the two? Well. First of all, of course, you know, I have to say I'm a little biased, but um, being that I'm not a huge, huge Harry Potter fan, 
you know, I've only seen the movies and, you know, whatever. I will say that Harry Potter was cool and all. Uh, but, yeah, the the Star Wars, the Galaxy's Edge was so much better for me. Um, the Harry Potter, like, I didn't, I saw a couple of people in costumes walking around and stuff, but they looked like they were just, uh, like security guards or something. The way they were just, they weren't talking to anybody. They were just walking around and looking at everybody. And so I was like, okay. But, um, yeah, I, I really, I really thought that the, I really, like when I walked into Galaxy's Edge, I just immediately felt it. Like I was there. The reason why I ask is uh, I just loved it. I I asked my daughter, Zoe, um, who she's a huge Harry Potter fan, huge Star Wars fan. I mean, at one point, woke me up one morning and said, Daddy, I like Harry Potter more than I like Star Wars. That's flipped. She's back to, I like Star Wars. And the day the world ended. Actually, no, that was the day that I told her I was proud of coming into her own fan and being herself. Yeah. So it it was definitely a proud dad moment for me. Um, But I had asked her, and this was during the time that she was more Harry Potter than Star Wars. Like, so... Which did you like better, Wizarding World or Galaxy's Edge? And she had said, and, and this is when she was probably more biased towards Harry Potter. She said Galaxy's Edge was more, she liked it more because she felt she was more in universe there. She loved the look yeah. of Harry Potter, but she was hoping to be called a uggle or a half-blood, any of that. Right. Whereas right. when we were at Galaxy's Edge, you know, she was called off-worlder, you know, the terminology of this is this much credits. Mm-hmm. Um, Even just as simple as Bright Sun so Rising Moon. Exactly. You know, all of that. She's like, and then when we went, it was fun to see she kept getting harassed by the stormtroopers <laughs> and everything. Oh, yeah. And she threw it back, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, for someone who... I will... Go ahead, Derek. I was just going to say, I w- the one thing I will say for the Harry Potter was the the whole thing with the wands is pretty cool. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we didn't do that, but... I like I like what they did with all that. Zoe has a couple interactive wands, and she loves doing that when we're there. Um, of course, Disney, I want to say now, has kind of countered that with the, uh, the bounty hunt. The bounty, bounty hunt. But they kind of countered that some, too, with the data pad. Yeah. With the different missions, whatnot, mm-hmm. on the data pad. So, uh, to me, I think that's a wash. Actually, no, I'll kind of give it to Galaxy's Edge slightly because now the bounty hunt. Because I would love to see what... What could um, what could Harry what can Wizarding what can Universal do with Wizarding World in regards to the wands to to, to make a a hunt or a game with that? Yeah, that could be cool. Or maybe that's the other thing though. You, know, you, they, you they practice just, spells in one area, and then all of a sudden you get to another area, and you actually have to do attacks or or self defense against stuff and window. I mean, something like that. Yeah. Cool. Or, well, or what some, about some kind a of puzzle or something? A ticketed event where guests can get something on to put like maybe a pin and um, that makes it like a target to play like a, a game of tag. But like laser tag. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool idea. Yeah. yeah. One, you can sell those pins and get more money yep. and get them. Mm. And then it's a ticketed event where they have to close off that area. Yep. Uh, you know, right. well, even still, you can still do that. You get a your house pin. Mm-hmm. That's the sensor, and even during the day or non-ticketed event, when you have, you know, you go around practicing your different spells, and then you get to an area. Oh, wait, there's a Death Eater, or there's a Rogue Wizard or Rogue Witch. You got to either defend mm-hmm. yourself or, or beat them in combat. If your pin goes off three times, like in laser tag, you're done. And for for using your phone, I mean, at one point they had that. Harry Potter game that's kind of like Pokemon Go, 
Yeah. They totally missed that chance to actually work right, that together. Right. They That's all- what I was just thinking, um, that they should do something like a Pokemon Go, an augmented reality of something like that. They had, they had it, but it wasn't successful. It, it, yeah, it, it failed. Well, they also had a wand game where you could practice, you know, doing finger swipes. You, you could do spells on phone. Yeah. And if someone was close by, you mm. connect Bluetooth and you battle against each other. And to be that honest, didn't last long either. Like, I've gone maybe at least once or twice a year uh, for the past, except for during the pandemic, like when California was shut down. Um, like, their I, merchandise do not change. Like, yeah. Galaxy's Edge, every three months, there's something new. Well, that's the difference between J.K. Rowling and the rest of the world. <laughs> she is stuck in her own, mm. her, her own little thing. So and, have have you been to the Florida Harry Potter? Or? So we arrived, uh, like, we took the red-eye flight. We arrived over at 6 o'clock in the morning. At one point during the vacation, I mean, before the vacation, we did plan for that day to go because the time that we went the first time to Florida – it was six months before Harry Potter World was open in Florida. So we wanted to see it, but then we were going to cram two parks in one day. And then <laughs> Dis- when we're at Disney, we're four parks in two days. So that's six parks in three days. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we were <laughs> like, mm, <laughs> I, I don't think we should do that. So we canceled the Florida one thinking that it could be an excuse to go back again next time. Right. Because the only thing that we're kind of missing – the only thing that we're missing from there is the um, Diagon Alley part. Oh, okay. So I was, I was just wondering what the difference is. So yeah, yeah, so was, was. you guys split it in two different parks, and yep. one is Diagon Alley with Nocturne Alley, and you guys right. also have that uh, Hogwarts Express to transfer to the other park. The Hogsmeade. Yep. Yeah, but right. you just have the Hogsmeade without the, um, what do you call it, the, the, the Hagrid's ride. So y'all don't have Diagon okay. Alley at all, then? Yeah, we don't have the Hagrid part. Oh. Um, but they they were talking about um, rumors have been floating around here that the area that um, Sidon and the Aladdin or the, uh, the Arabian stunt shows at here between Seuss and Doctor Seuss and Harry Potter was going to be another section of of uh, Harry Potter. Well, I mean, you guys are adding a third mm. park, right, for uh, Universal? Yeah, really? Yeah, there's Universal. plans for that, and they're going to be so supposedly Hogwarts are going to be connecting to all three, and then it's. Yeah. going to be a different part of oh. uh, Harry Potter stuff. Supposedly, at one part, rumors at one time, too, was Universal wanted to get out of the Marvel deal and turn Marvel Island into uh. New York for Fantastic Beasts, mm. which could have worked well. I honestly, I mean, I'm not as big as a Harry Potter fan as I'm a Star Wars fan. Um, right. But if I do have to pick between Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts, I actually choose Fantastic Beasts over. Because yeah. it's more, more adult theme. Yeah. So, Ken, I'm going to throw this to you. Since you now have three people who have been to Galaxy's Edge, <laughs> what questions do you have for, because I know you said you and Vicky are looking at coming down your 20th wedding anniversary, which is here in the next few years? Uh, I think, yeah, four years. Okay. What? Hopefully you get down here before then. Um, what type of info would you want about Galaxy's Edge before you come down? Honestly, I don't think there's much of anything else, because I've... Um being on the show here with you guys and talking over and listening, it's like, I think I know everything I want to know at the moment, because anything else I want to be surprised with. Right, right. <laughs> I, I, I know it's not great for a conversation, but... I'll, I'll feed you a question. Ken. No, I totally, I totally get you on that one. 
Because we've covered Actually, a lot of stuff about Galaxy's I, I Edge. Have, I have a question for Ken. Uh oh. What do you want to get out of it? What do you want to get out by visiting Galaxy's Edge? <clears throat> I never thought about question. it that way, but um, <laughs> the club of knowing a he's lot no of, longer um, the only one who hasn't been. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, so going um, since I. I go all the way back to original trilogy era for because of my age. I remember um, kind of almost fondly the dark times of um, uh, when there was no video Star Wars or no Star Wars on the screen anywhere when the um, expanded universe kept Star Wars alive. Okay. And I'm kind of hoping to get because I know um, being Batu is outside of the actual on screen Star Wars. It's basically it is um, part of what was the old expanded universe is what it would hopefully feel like. It'll feel like I'm walking through like one of the old Kevin Anderson novels or one of the Timothy Zahn novels. If you want to get the immersion, I think that's automatic um, once you walk in. But I think if I have to give one advice and you're a performer Mm -hmm. um, is actually putting on at least more than, you know, Mickey ears and Mickey flip flops. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I'll make sure. (laughs) That that is a guaranteed way to trigger. If you want to, you know, if you dress up like maybe as a local, maybe or off world, but then still in universe, that's the guaranteed way to trigger good interactions with at least the locals. Well, um, one of our sponsors for the show here, um, Heroes Villains, has um is uh, makes clothing and stuff, and they have the Endor Commandos collection. Mm-hmm. So I actually have um my character for wrestling is Blackhawk. I'm a basically big walking, talking GI Joe. But my ring jacket going out there is, and um it looks like an army camo jacket. But all the patches are Endor Commandos and the Endor Special Forces and stuff. So yeah, I'm I'm all ready to go for something like that. <laughs> uh, Derek can verify. One of my favorite. I mean, I love interacting with Chewie. Chewie's the bomb. My favorite interactions is with with V V Marathi. And whenever we see her, we don't initially call her V. We want to get her attention. Uh, Derek, I, I think you remember seeing Melissa do this because we were trying to get Zoe to say it. We call her Magpie, which is one of her. Oh, yeah. Her code names. And as soon as you give one the code names and not her actual name, most of the people, most of the performers who play that character will snap their head towards you in a heartbeat. Like, what? And she has a few other code names that she uses. Magpie is the one I remember most. That's the one I use the most. And she she will turn her head to Magpie whenever we say it real quick. I mean, she could be in the midst of someone and be, and I'll just throw out Magpie troopers around the corner she'll snap her head acknowledge that i said something and then get right back to the conversation wrap the conversation up go on if there's troopers clearly around the corner now i'll i'll throw that heads up i you know if i've seen her talk to guests and i'll just go hey magpie head snaps i throw the term if i throw the name magpie out there it draws her attention big time because it's not the common name because it's one of those easter eggs that not a lot of people know and of course, it, and it comes from uh, Black Spire book, if I remember right, where some of these were originally come up. But uh, before we wrap up the show, Mario kind of did it to Ken initially, but now I'm going to give him the chance to do it to all of us. I'll flip the tables, give you a chance to ask us a couple questions. Um, okay, so if, and, and I guess this is a very loaded question, but... <laughs> As brief as possible. Uh, Ken, I know you haven't visited the parks to see Galaxy's Edge, but from all the pictures you've seen, this is like for everyone. 
if you can add one thing into the park to enhance the immersive experience to it, what would you add? Oh, I'll, I'll go ahead and answer this one. More original bounty hunters walking around. Or just more characters, more, more aliens. Characters. Bounty hunters, more. aliens. Uh, at this point in time. Um, I, I, I have a hot take on that, but I'll, I'll let you answer. Finish first. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we had the... You know, they re- they released the Mountain Trooper. Let's get some Mountain Troopers. Even if we never, if you never did a chance to get a picture with them, let's get some Mountain Troopers present in the park. Why create the, the Black Series figure if you're never going to have it? Um, and then, um, shoot, I can't. Then let's also get Commander Pyre in the park as well. More aliens, more bounty hunters, more troopers. We don't need Phasma. She's off elsewhere. You got Commander Pyre. Let's, let's bring in Pyre. I would say you have Captain Cardinal, but Captain Cardinal's killed before the events of, before the timeline of Galaxy's Edge. My hot take on it is now they promised all of that when Galaxy's Edge was about to open. Mm -hmm. But now Disney's smart enough to make people who pay $6,000 to go to the park to dress up and play the performer parts for them. Because only the people with the Halcyon pins are the ones that are allowed to go full painted. You cannot wear full right. full makeup. So if you're right. say you're doing a Twi'lek, you're a purple Twi'lek, you cannot walk into the park with full purple face paint. Right, but you can wear armors. You can, yes. you can wear Mandalorian, just take your helmet out, Yes, except when you take pictures. Yes. And if you're a kid, or if you don't know, like I dressed up as a mechanic. Guess how many times I get, like, thought that, you know, people ask me for where the restroom is. And we don't even have the house yet, you know? Like, I'm trying to push the boundaries of how much can I wear right. without getting kicked out. And from what I've heard, we're a little looser about that than California. Yeah, because I think it's uh, City of Anaheim uh, rules, not... Because, you know, you guys are in your own Disney bubble, right? You yeah. have their own rules and laws over there. Uh, over here, it's run by Anaheim police, so... You know, it's it's harder. They're finally upgrading the security system too, like the the, the gates where right. over in, in the east, you just have to walk with all your electronics up, and they'll yep. see it. Over here, everything is manual. Wow! So they're finally upgrading it to that system. We we've been running that since late 2020, early 2021. Yeah, we just got the report of it today, actually. Wow. So, again, Derek, what would you guys like to see? Mine's not so much what to see what's there, because, um, but you said they were originally, they were talking about opening uh, Batu over in Paris, and they scrapped the idea, but um, it would be interesting to see is if um, because Paris is a totally different culture and stuff, maybe instead of Batu being first order, how about if they would do a, a version of Batu, but do maybe the prequel era? Do it where now you're actually in the Republic, not in the um, New Republic, hmm. and actually adjust stuff so that it's during the Clone Wars era. It's funny you say that, because Derek and I were talking about that when he was here. Now that California has Fennec Shan, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, why not make California original trilogy? Mm-hmm. Leave Chewie. Make a re- give everybody even more of a reason to go to all of the different versions of it. Switch because you're going to the different eras of Star right. Wars. Switch. Yeah, Ra- that would be a cool idea. Have three different trilogies in three different parts. Switch, switch <laughs> I mean, Ray out for something else. I understand. Switch V out for you- for someone else. Huh? I mean, there's there's two characters you have to swap out. Change your. I mean, you can, you can have. Gideon walking around instead of Kylo. You're back to remnant stormtroopers. Yeah. But I mean, I understand the, why they would want to make them all the same from a financial standpoint. Cause um, rise of the resistance. Once you build it once, you know how to re- you can replicate it. 
Right. The Falcon, you can do the same thing or replicate it. I'm saying, like, you give new attractions on each one of them, too. Like, if you go to the prequel era, they have two rides that are prequel era rides. Yeah. Like, me and my wife didn't do Rise of Resistance over East because, one, the wait is much longer. And two, it's going to be the same. Right. Well, Rise of Resistance as well would be the one thing. I mean, if, you're, if we're taking Batu West and making it post-original trilogy, which still incorporates a lot of the original trilogy characters, Rise of Resistance is around the same timeline as, uh, actually, no, it, takes, it could be around the same timeline as Rise of Resistance, not Re- Rise of Resistance, uh, Resistance, the animated series. I mean, it's still it's still at the beginning of the formation of the Resistance, even though it has Ray involved. It You could easily still make that time jump there, and that's the only place where your timeline continuity, where you kind of jump into the future for West. Because in many ways, you're almost jumping into the future a little bit here in the East. But you leave everything sequel era between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker here because we do have the Halcyon tying all that in. And with the rumors saying that they want to put a, a Galactic Star Cruiser in California, which I don't know where they're going to put it, if they do it and they make it post-original, if they make Batu West post-Return of the Jedi set in the the, the Favreau Filoni era, then you could change, you could do a similar storyline with the Star Cruiser out there, even if it has to stay, even if it goes by the same name, Halcyon, but you would have a different captain, different engineer, different, a lot of the main cast would change and your trooper and, and you're, you're doing a battle with maybe Moff Gideon and the Darksaber and, and Mando and, and Boba Fett and all that involved. So, I mean, you could change it up that way because right now, Cal- I mean, Florida, we don't have Fennec Shand. We don't have Boba Fett. We don't have Mando. I don't think we're ever getting it. Honestly, I feel really bad anyone wearing a Kylo costume over in Florida, man. <laughs> there are tips and tricks to it. And that, believe it or not, that costume is not as heavy as you think it is. Oh, it's not the heaviness. <laughs> it's the all black. Yeah. I'm wearing a T-shirt. I'm sweating. I wear a black polo. <laughs> right. Depends on the moment. Depends on how, how dead I am. Uh, Derek, I think you're the last one to answer the question. All right. Uh, I won't go too deep into it. Uh, first thing I'll say is that the only the one the only thing that disappointed me well didn't dis, it's disappointed me since the beginning uh, with Galaxy's Edge is that it had to take place in the sequel trilogy, which yeah I get it, but I would really you know personally I would love to see it be more in in the original trilogy, but what can you do? Uh, but as far as what I'd love to see, I don't even know if this is possible, but I would love to see like droids just walking around, yeah. rolling like astromech droids rolling around or whatever. I think we're just get, in the crowd. I think that would be cool. You, you, it get, would out, be a, you get R2 you do in it, the West. They do it at the Star Cruiser. That, see, the thing is, that was actually, I, I, I heard something today actually that it was discussed that, yeah, droids running around would be cool, but. At, oh, I, I heard it from Princess and Scoundrel uh, podcast. Um, Steven br- brought his droid at conventions all the time, and he brought a BB-8, and there's always at least one person to try to kick it. Yeah. So, yeah, right. That's what I was thinking. I'm like... Yeah, and you can't control kids from not touching it. Right. That's the problem. I know R2 was rolling around for a while at West. So, um... I think it's time to wrap it up, guys. Mario, let us know where we can find your shop. Uh, if you go onto Etsy, you can just look for Corner in Coruscant, like the planet Coruscant. 
Uh, or if you want to find me on Instagram, just at that corner in Coruscant. That's the easiest way to find me and to contact me. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on with us, man. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah. I was kind of hoping to meet you in person, but for now, this is the way we'll do it. I'm coming back in January, so I'm finally going to go to the Halcyon. So cool. Well, let me know. Oh, nice. When you're back, uh, and if we get if I can finish, if you're, I'll let you know closer to time what my days off are. Yep. And I will definitely come on a day off. So the sixth, the sixth of January is my uh, Batu day, but on the eighth of January, I'm planning to do a solo f- uh, four parks one day challenge. Oh, good luck with that. <laughs> I was going to say, if you're here the 9th, I might be able to pull off the 9th. I, I got my routes planned, so. All right. We'll, we'll talk closer to time. Yeah. Uh, on that note, guys, any final thoughts? Nope. No, I'm good for today. Just thanks for coming on. It was good to have you on. Yeah, oh, yeah. for having me. And on that note, there's only one thing left to be said. That wasn't it. Give the evacuation code signal. <laughs> All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2.